This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of the Naz and Wally Sports Hour, heard Sunday mornings at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. The world doesn't need another sports show. It needs an awesome sports show. You're listening to the Naz and Wally Sports Hour on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. Good morning, Naz. Good morning, Wally. The boys are back. Let's talk sports. Good morning and welcome to the Naz and Wally Sports Hour. I'm your host, Walter Rigabon. Uh, joining us by phone this morning, my co-host, Naz Marchese. Good morning, Naz. How are you? I'm good. How are you, Wally? <laughs> good, thanks. Uh, also joining me in studio this morning, former Washington Capitol, former Toronto Maple Leaf, Lou Franceschetti. Good morning, Lou. How are you? Very well. Good morning, Naz. Good morning, Lou. You didn't slit your wrist yesterday after watching the <laughs> no, Super not, not quite. Anyways, be, be, before, we, before we get into it, just want to let our listeners know what's up on the show today. Hometown Hockey, uh, Rogers Hometown Hockey is coming to the city of Vaughan next weekend, and we're thrilled to have joining us uh, uh, shortly after the first break, the mayor of the city of Vaughan, his worship, Maurizio Bevilacqua. So we're uh, thrilled to talk to Mr. Mayor Bevilacqua about Rogers Hometown Hockey later on in the uh, show we're going to pick up on an interview we uh, couldn't complete a few weeks back we had some technical difficulties we got Harry Neal uh, joining us uh, talk about what's going on down in Buffalo and also I'm sure he's got a few comments about uh, the Toronto Maple Leafs Naz Let's get into it. Uh, yeah, the Do we have to? <laughs> yes, we have to. It was, uh, you know, I, I think the Buffalo, uh, I was about to say the Buffalo Sabres, the Buffalo Bills uh, snatched a defeat from the Jaws of victory yesterday. Uh, it, was, it was certainly one of those games where you needed to keep your uh, defibrillator next to you. I mean, there were so <laughs> many, there were so many swings back and forth. Uh, it, certainly in the fourth quarter, the game went to overtime. If, uh, if if you didn't watch the game, our listeners, if you didn't watch the game, the Bills lost that game in overtime. Uh, they had a uh, it was a sixteen nothing lead, I believe. At 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 some point, uh, the Texans stormed back. Man, fate conspired against the Bills yesterday. Naz uh, and Lou and I were talking about a lot of questionable. Plays a lot of questionable coaching decisions on both sides of the ball, uh, but ultimately the Texans won out, and uh, yeah, that that was a tough one to swallow, Naz. Well, the uh, Watson was different. He made the play when he had to, and Allen didn't at the end. But uh, tough loss to take. They could have won that game. They should have won that. Game. First uh, half, they were all over Houston. Lou, well, uh, again, I. I I t- thank God for the Houston Texans that they won the game yesterday because I really questioned uh, Jim O'Brien's call uh, fourth and one after uh, Buffalo drove down and it was in great field possession to uh, tie the score and ended up being I think forty or fifty yards short of the first down with <laughs> a couple of questionable calls and and Josh Allen uh, scrambling instead of getting rid of the ball. Uh, but it was exciting. Uh, I was at the Leaf game, and a couple of guys were sitting. Is, is uh, Mr. Norwood in the in the stands? Oh, <laughs> <geez>. <laughs> Saying there could have been a wide right on the field goal there. Oh man! 
There's 47 yards too. Perfect it was, number, it was, right? It was, it was yeah, a that's right. Number, but uh, uh, this time, this time the, uh, um, I, I, you know, I agree. Josh Allen had a great uh, first half. Um, in the in near the end of the game, he just. I mean, we we got to be we got to be fair, um, man. I don't know if I want to blame him for some of the decisions he made or the coaching staff for some of the plays they called, um, but they were going in the wrong direction at the wrong time, uh, and I don't I don't know who you want to blame for that. I don't know if you want to give credit to the to the Houston Texans to J.J. Watt, what you want to do. Uh, but certainly the Buffalo Bills um, near the end of the game did show their inexperience in some ways. Um, it's it's easy to be a Monday morning quarterback if you want to throw that cliche around. It's easy sitting in the booth. Um, but certainly, uh, you know, I, I, I mean, I check uh, what what some of the commentators were saying that that. You know, when, when McDermott decided to go for it on 4th and 27, uh, when they still had three timeouts, like, I, 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 you know, I don't know how you justify that decision. I mean, ultimately, that particular decision didn't necessarily cost them the game because they, they ran back up the field and they, you know, kicked the field goal. Um but how do you think that you're going to uh, convert on a fourth and 27? Uh, a contrast to that decision, Belichick uh, in a fairly similar uh, situation, fourth and whatever, a lot less than 27. I think it was fourth and six with three minutes left in the game, decided to punt it. Uh, ultimately, that may have been the wrong decision, too, uh, because then uh, then uh, the uh, in the other game, which was the Patriots and the Titans, Titans would thank thanks to Derrick Henry and some uh, a clutch pass from uh, Tannehill. Uh, they managed to eat up a lot of clock and Brady There's some loopholes in the, in the yeah. Bra- Brady didn't get that ball back until there was like 25 seconds left in the game, and uh, he got it on his one yard line, uh, and the game was over. But Naz, I, I got the sense that the Bills, uh, either McDermott or Allen, looked like he was a little bit overwhelmed in the last uh, last five or six minutes of the game. Well. What about the lateral, the attempted lateral? On yeah. 47-yard line by Allen. Allen, uh, Allen just tried to do too much. Yeah, and and you know, and they, you know, he's a, you know, I don't like to use the word kid, but uh, he he's relatively. I mean, that was, I guess, this was his first shot at prime time playoff, uh, and um, you know, some of his pass. I mean, he did make one great pass uh, near the end of the game. Uh, He's running out. Um, they just their their play calling didn't seem like they were trying to put him in a position to succeed. There were there was that one series where he got he got overwhelmed two two downs in a row, and they gave up. Uh, you know they were moving backwards rather than forwards. Um, is that the sense you got that uh, that they really gave this game away in a lot of ways? They did. Uh... Houston made a great adjustment at halftime, and they were the dominant team in the second half. But you got to give the Bills credit; they did come back a couple of times in the second half. You thought they were dead. They made the the stance at the thirty yard line and held them to fourth and one, and took the ball over. So the Bills did 
he did come back a bit. Yeah, I know. I, you know, we don't, you know, we don't want to be overly critical. You know, you and I are both Bills fans, and uh, I guess it's, I guess we're expressing our disappointment and uh, frustration more than anything. Um, certainly, when 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 your fan and a team loses the game that they, you know, there's a lot of observers that will say they certainly should have won that game, Lou. Uh, I, I've always been one. To, to believe that you've got to learn how to lose first before you learn how to win. Josh Allen was Mike Cuddybin, uh and probably was a little bit over his head in that situation. Uh, remember, this this Bills franchise hasn't been in the playoffs for a long, long time, I think once in the last 20 years. So for them, it was a brand-new experience. Uh, McDermott had the experience of being with North Carolina, with uh, Carolina. Uh, and maybe they just put him in a position where he had to do too much. They don't have the... Uh, the firepower uh, to withstand some of the uh, situations that they were in, especially at the end of the game. And it just goes to show you that I think uh, Cornell, the defensive coordinator for the uh, Houston Texans, outcoached Brian DeBall uh, on the uh, on the Buffalo side last night, especially in the second half. I mean, it, it seemed pretty obvious um, that the the Houston Houston front was coming at. Allen. I mean, and they, they, there didn't seem to be a game plan to have these, you know, Allen seemed to be looking down the field all the time. And, you know, he had to react. If his first guy is not open, then you got to look at your, by the time he's checking out his second guy, they're all on him. Um, um, you know, he didn't seem to have those backs in those quick dumps, um, the quick slant ins. Uh, they were looking for passes that were taking too long to develop when you had a front four or a front seven or whatever the Texans were throwing at him were coming at you like gangbusters. And he just, he just, you know, if he, if his first guy wasn't open, uh, he didn't have time to find the second guy. And, and it just seemed the play calling, uh, the decision making on some of the plays, Given what you knew, what was coming from the Houston Texans, uh, didn't seem to make any sense in the context of the time. Um, although I, I'm, I'm not, a, I'm not a Sean McDermott uh, pylon guy. I think he's, I think he's done a great job with this coach, uh, uh, with this team. Sorry, um, they've come a long way in a couple of years. You know, if they can sort of keep the core of this team together. Um, they've got a really bright future. They've got a great defense. Allen, I think the tools are there. Uh, they've got to put him in better positions at certain times of the game. He's got all the physical tools. He's big. He's strong. He's got an arm. He's got to develop a little bit more touch and a little bit more decision-making in the right circumstances. I just think that they have to go into the draft this year and, and look for another uh, top-end wide receiver. Uh, Brown, they probably shut him down in the second half, knowing that he was really the only go-to guy. And I think the process just more or less took a little bit longer for him to, to develop. Uh, like, like you said, that they, they took away most most of all of his options, but a good quarterback reads those options and goes to a second and third option. Well, you didn't and, have and, time and, for it. No, and you and, didn't and have the, time yeah, for and it. And the Bills, they got away from the the, the small little dump offs. Like, like you got you got to you got to keep the defense yeah, honest, yeah, and that's you know. A couple of and if you want to talk about the Patriots, they had the reverse problem. Yeah, which is, and uh, I don't know if we got time uh, time to get into it. We certainly have to talk about the Patriots. It's just that they had no downfield options. Nope. I mean. Um, you know, they lost Gronkowski. 
they had Antonio Brown for a couple of games, and they actually, you know, they were a different team when he was in because, but you know, this 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 five yard pass to Edelman has worn thin. That there was nothing in the Patriots' bag of tricks other than that. They 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 they're, you know. Brady, I don't know. I don't. I don't know if the problem is his arm or is just he doesn't have any uh, what I would classify as top end talent to throw the. So the you know, and then and then Belichick's had to coach the last out of the last six games, he's had to coach against three of his former uh, either either. I mean, he was coaching against Mike Vrabel last night and against the Dolphins. I can't even remember the coach's name. Uh, and, of course, and it, it seems like the league has caught up. With, you know, with the Patriots, certainly, I don't know if the league's caught up with them, but the talent level on their offense, you know, it's, you know, like, you know, like, how, how you, you got to move the ball downfield in five, four, five yard chunks. Sooner or later, the defense is just going to crowd the line of scrimmage. And if you can't throw the ball 30, 40 yards downfield, the, the, the defense isn't going to worry about that and they're going to shut you down. So it's like the Patriots are almost the the, the reverse. I mean, I'd like to see Josh Allen trying to do what a little bit more what the Patriots have have done over the years. But you got to be able to move it downfield in in a couple of different ways. And the Patriots, in some sense, became a one dimensional offense, and the league caught up. And to a certain extent, yesterday the uh, the the Bills were a one dimensional offense. Well, I think that's why there's so much talk about Tom Brady leaving at the end of the year is because you know it's he can't do everything himself. And when you take Gronkowski out of his the equation here, and Edelman's just a a slant back or a slot back, uh, and you shut him down, it's more or less he gets frustrated because he's got to try to to fit the ball into situations where he's not comfortable. Not that he's not comfortable, he just doesn't want to do it. Uh, and I guess you, you've got to do it the Patriot way, and they've got a great defense, and they've depended on the defense for so long this year. Uh, and at the end, it, it just more or less it was Mike Vrabel. I'm not seeing he outcoached the uh, Belichick. Oh, he also he, had, Teddy, he, he, he had Derrick Henry back there yeah, running yeah, yeah. for it that nobody could stop to almost 200 yards. Yeah, and well, a linebacker playing running back. That guy, <laughs> holy cow! A linebacker playing running back with the with the speed of a sprinter. I mean, that was unbelievable. Oh man, I didn't. Now, know. Where, did, where did Derrick Henry go? <laughs> uh, the Crimson Tide. Even I knew that. <laughs> Even I knew that. I'm surprised Lou. It took you that long to bring it up in the uh, conversation. Uh, uh, listen, it. Only because I'm not too happy with what the Crimson Tide did this year, but Derrick Henry played the same way in the in the uh, national championship game a few years ago. So I, I was all smiles. Yeah, yesterday. he was uh, he was certainly a force yesterday. And going back to the to the Patriots, I I, I don't think this is any. I don't think I. You know, we had uh, we've had this discussion. I don't know many how many times, but I, I can't see that this is not other than the end of the. The Patriots dynasty, the end of the Belichick Brady era. The only the only question is you know, Brady's not signed. He's forty three years old, um, and there's talk that uh, he's either going to retire or he's going to move on. Um, I think I think the Patriots are done, Naz. Uh, in this in this form, um, I'm not so sure Brady's back and. Um, there's some retooling. The Patriots are the oldest team in the league. Um, it's been a fantastic run. I don't know what Belichick's got on his mind. Um, 
But if it is, it's certainly been a remarkable, remarkable run. I think he's going to retire, boys. Uh, Brady. Yeah, I, I think, and we've you know we've chatted with that about with 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 Eddie Andelman, our our guy down in Boston, who's been asked, he's suggesting Brady should have retired um, a couple of years ago so he doesn't get hurt. He was getting pressured yesterday. Um, I think you know he's got it's he's got to have a serious serious um, uh, train of thought on this one. I I think it's time. I mean, what else you're going to go where? I mean, I heard some silly rumor that you know he might consider going to uh, to Cleveland because Odell Beckham. Oh you know, I've heard all kinds of crazy. But like, where does a guy like Brady go? Like, do you know what? It's time. Pack it in. I never, I never liked seeing Montana in a Kansas City Chiefs uniform. I thought Joe Namath in a Los Angeles Ram uniform was an abomination. Um, you know, Tom Brady retire as a Patriot. Anyways, on that note. We've got to go to break, and we're going to talk some Rogers hometown hockey with the mayor of the city of Bonn, uh, Mr. Mayor Maurizio Bibilac. We'll be right back. It was a rainy day when Pizzaville decided to stonebake our pizzas the traditional way. That was over 50 years ago. Since then, the big pizza conglomerate started cooking their pizzas on conveyor belts, like you see at the airport. Now you can choose... Authentic Italian stone-baked pizza, or pizza you could mistake for luggage. Pizzaville stone-baked pizza. Fiercely Canadian. Authentically Italian. Are you real ready? If you're a real estate agent, we can help you sell more homes. A business owner? We'll help show it off to the community at large. And if you're a homeowner, we'll supply accurate floor plans for every room in your home. Because selling property is all in the details. Real Tours Media. Creators of 3D virtual tours, walkthrough video, HDR photography, logos and brands. Check out the one-stop shop for successful real estate agents. Realtoursmedia.ca With a little training, anyone can learn the security business while on duty at your home or company. It's unfortunate, but a lot of security companies are just not experienced enough to handle the complex dynamics of tactical security. And that little bit of training and experience can end up costing you a lot more than you bargained for. Peace of mind, trust, and honor is the foundation on which the Regal Security reputation is built. They're driven, they're respected, and they're unrivaled. They're everyday superheroes. Visit them online at regalsecurity.ca and find out how much they know, not how much they can learn. To become a champion in business, it takes coaching, training, and bench strength. And every team needs a skilled player like KPMG Enterprise for private companies. KPMG Enterprise helps entrepreneurs and family businesses grow, strengthen, and transition by offering a full suite of services, including audit, accounting, tax, and advisory. Your business doesn't stand still. It evolves. Team up with a winner. Visit kpmg.ca slash enterprise. Let's do this. There's an old saying, entrepreneurship doesn't build character, it reveals character. Entrepreneurs learn to trust a person by trusting people. The law firm Rigabon Carly understands this. They know all about entrepreneurs because they work for them. Every day, they've earned their trust. They know that when it comes to meeting the legal and business needs of entrepreneurs, good enough is not enough. Rigabon Carly, the intelligent choice. This is Daryl Sittler for Alta Infinity and Vaughn. I've worked with some pretty great teams over the years, and the staff at Alta ranks among the very best. 
Expert sales, superior service, and the largest selection of Infinity cars and SUVs in Canada. And the most competitive pricing anywhere. It's no wonder that Alta has been an all-star performer for well over a decade. Visit AltaInfinityWoodbridge.com or better yet, drop by the number 7 Auto Mall at the corner of Martin Grove and Highway 7. Experience the difference that makes Alta Infinity the captain's choice. They never argue sports. They just explain while they're always correct. The boys are back. The Naz and Wally Sports Hour on Zoomer Radio. Good morning and welcome back to the Naz and Wally Sports Hour. We are live from Liberty Village in downtown Toronto on the new AM740 in downtown Toronto, 96.7 FM. Live video streaming, www.zoomerradio.ca. We were hoping to have... uh, uh, his Worship Maurizio Bevilacqua on the phone right now. Uh, we should be getting a hold of him shortly. Uh, uh, so we should be having him on the air shortly to talk about hometown hockey in uh, Vaughn coming up next weekend, January 11th and the 12th. Lou, um, World Juniors, big game today. Very Canada, game. Russia. We didn't get uh, a great result. In fact, Canada got uh, dominated by the uh, by the Russians in the last game, six nothing. There was nothing about that game that uh, would suggested to me that uh, the Canadians uh, would be able to give the uh, uh, Russians a good go. But uh, Canadians have had a great week. Um, The talent has this Lafreniere kid uh, has shown why he is the Favorite to be drafted number one overall in in this year's entry draft. Um, some of the other kids have stepped up. The Canadian kids looked great yesterday against uh, uh, Finland, and uh, uh, quite frankly, they uh, forget about uh, toss out the first game against the Russians. Um, they look like um, you know there's no reason to consider that uh, they can't win today's game. They uh, they've looked good, Lou. Well, I guess that's why they, they, they play the preliminary rounds. It's more or less you get a feel of who you're going to play with Russia and the U.S. being in the, in their division. Uh, they got a taste of what the Russians can. And I, and I know if Dale Hunter, uh, he's going to make some adjustments from that first game and they put it, he's put it more or less aside. He says, guys, don't worry about it. It's just a preliminary game. Let's, let's keep on building this, uh, this program from right from game one, right through to game six. And uh, he's going to make the proper adjustments to today. And uh, something tells me that it's going to be a hell of a game. And uh, let's just hope for the, for the Russian sake that they don't get a little bit too cocky like they did in the first game because of certain situations that happened. And it it will be a very good junior game instead of getting carried away like the three nothing game or the five nothing game that uh, that Canada beat Finland. Anyways, on that note, I'm pleased to uh, welcome to the Naz and Wally Sports Hour. His Worship, the Mayor of the City of Vaughan, Maurizio Bibilacqua. Good morning, Mr. Mayor. How are you this morning? Good morning. Thank you for having me on your show. It's, uh, it's uh, First of all, let me wish everyone uh, very best in 2020. I hope that this is the best year ever uh, for everyone listening to your, your show. And also, uh, Walter Naz, I'd like to also thank you for uh, for the great work that you do spreading uh, great news about sports. As you know, sports is very important in, uh, in our cultural life and uh, it's uh, it's fantastic to see the great work that you're doing uh thank you for joining us uh uh 
the big event coming up in the city of Vaughan. Uh, things, things. Uh, uh, I, I run my business in the city of Vaughan, and uh, you know, it's been, it's been uh, a lot of things have been happening in the city of Vaughan. We've got a subway. We've got, uh, we've got a fantastic world class hospital coming. Uh, so many great things happening in the city of Vaughan, and uh, we thought we'd take the opportunity to chat with you about. Uh, uh, big event coming to the city of Vaughan uh, this upcoming weekend, January the 11th and the January 12th. Rogers Hometown Hockey's coming to the city of Vaughan. Tell yes. us all about it and tell us about all the great events that are planned and how people can participate. Well, the Vaughan Metropolitan Center will become Hockey Central on Saturday, January 11th and uh, Sunday, January 12th, uh, featuring uh, free live entertainment. We'll meet and greets with NHA alumni, uh, including... Uh, you like this, Walter, uh, former Toronto Maple Leafs uh, star Darcy Tucker and local celebrities. And we're going to have uh, really the whole city is going to be um, themed after hockey and it's for all ages uh, to, to enjoy. We also look forward to welcoming hosts uh, Ron McLean and Tara Sloan. Uh, we'll cup off the weekend with uh, a live outdoor viewing party of the Toronto Maple Leafs versus Florida Panthers game on uh, Sportsnet. And uh, personally, I want to uh, send a call out to all sports teams in Vaughan. Uh, you're invited to participate in the Rogers Hometown Hockey Parade of Champions on Sunday, uh, January 12th. Of course, all this information will be available and is available at Vaughn.ca. And uh, just uh, look for Rogers Hometown uh, Hockey. Um, and, you know, we're trying to beat a record of 163 teams. So wear your jerseys and bring your team banner. And every team is welcome from football to dance, soccer, skating, swimming, you name it. Uh, but it's going to be a lot of fun uh, because it's uh, we have a very proud, uh, proud tradition, hockey tradition here in the city of Vaughan, as you know. Uh, we have also great players that uh, that have come from the city of Vaughan, including uh, Toronto Maple Leafs very own Mitch uh, Marner. Uh, the, the, oh, Marner's going to be there. No, Marner oh, is from, oh, he's from uh, the city of Vaughan. From, and from the city of Vaughan, that's right. And, and I recently, as you probably recall, Walter, yeah. recently we auctioned off one of his sweaters for $20,000 to help uh, Hospice Farm. And uh, that's uh, the that's... type of person that Mitch Marner is, a class act on the ice and off the ice as well. Anyways, we're talking to the mayor of the city of Vaughan, and uh, we're talking about uh, this great event next Sunday at the Vaughan Metropolitan Center. That's uh, now at the end of a uh, now at the end of a subway stop. So, uh, for those people who aren't in the city of Vaughan who aren't necessarily familiar with the city of Vaughan, uh, Mr. Mayor, uh, uh, tell them where uh, where all this is happening in a geographical context. Well, as you know, the downtown court's called the Vaughn Metropolitan Center. You know where everybody knows what the Vaughn Metropolitan Center uh, subway is. It's around the Jane and Highway 7 uh, area. Uh, we are, uh, of course, doing exceptionally well here in, in the city of Vaughn. As, as, you, as you mentioned, we are the only municipality outside the city of Toronto that is connected to Toronto with the subway station. We're also building a $1.8 billion hospital, first smart technology hospital uh, in Canada. And we just opened up a 900-acre uh, new park, the North Maple Regional uh, Park. We're creating lots of jobs so that everybody can have a high standard of living and quality of life right here uh, in, the, in the city. And, of course, sports has been uh, um, a, a big part uh, of our culture, including hockey. Uh, hockey is, of course, uh, a sport that we, we think of as Canada's uh, national sport. And uh, people like Andrew Coliano, for example, are... Um, uh, individuals who are, who are uh, been residents of, of the city of Bonn. As a matter of fact, uh, Walter, you may be interested in this. Uh, 
Ethan uh, Colliano uh, is uh, Andrew Colliano's nephew, and I, uh, with Barry Art of the Vaughn uh, Hockey uh, Association, actually dropped the puck at the Toronto Marlies uh, game recently, and it just tells you how important uh, this uh, this uh, game is uh, is to us. And so I encourage all citizens to to get in in the game and bring the family, friends, and visitors to the BMC this weekend. I should say January 11th and 12th. Uh, to join uh, in this momentous occasion and celebrate our local hockey pride. Maurizio, right, it's Lou Francisca here. Where are you? Hi, Lou. How are you? Very good, thanks. Can you tell everybody where this uh, event is actually going to be held? Uh, I know Vaughn has changed drastically in the last couple of years, and uh, uh, you really, if you drive up there as much as I have, you really don't even recognize the city anymore because there's so much construction going on on Highway 7 and just north of... Uh, probably what from rutherford road up to major mac yeah that's right and, and of course as you know gene and seven is where our, our vaughn metropolitan center is i guess the the uh, the best way to describe it would be right at the vaughn metropolitan uh, center uh, subway station around that area that's where everything is going to uh take place and it's going to be a, a great uh great couple of days and, and for us uh, Louis, the, re- the reality is that People are beginning to notice the city of Vaughan. We're going through a major transformation. Uh, we are we are really a, a city on the rise, and for that, I have to thank the incredible uh, 335,000 people who proudly call the city of Vaughan uh, their home. They're, they've just brought about a great transformation over the past 10 years, and uh, hockey has been uh, part and parcel of that transformation. Uh, what other alumni do you have coming? Because you know, Darcy Tucker isn't a wasn't born and raised in Toronto or Vaughan, and he is from Alberta. And you have a yours truly here who probably played his, <laughs> his, his, his hockey. Uh, I'm sorry, Mr. Mayo. <laughs> Mr. Franceschetti is making a plug for himself here. Uh, Find you know, him something I, to do. I, I played my minor hockey at Double Rink Arena there when, when there, was no, there was nothing north of Highway 7. Uh, yeah. How can you have Darcy Tucker there and completely have met yours truly? You don't want yeah, me to I answer. I, I won't. I won't suffer you the indignity, Mr. Mayor, of having mean, to answer that mean, question. You mean Walter Rigobon did not invite you? I told him. Hey. <laughs> don't don't make me don't make me have you Lou suffer the indignity of me having to answer that question for 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 his worship. Anyways, well, Andrew Coliano, Frank Corrado, Phil Verona, Victor—they're all from Bond. Oh, there's, yes, a, there's a lot. There's a lot more than that. And you're not Vaughan. from Vaughn. So I'm not from Luke, Vaughn. Keep quiet. I'm not from Vaughn, but I, but I but, did but, play but, most of my hockey in. Double but your Ring worship, if you can find this guy something to do, be be, be my guest. Anyways, uh, on that note, uh, uh, we've been thrilled to have uh, the mayor of the city of Vaughn, uh, Mr. Mayor. I spent quite a few years coaching in the city of Vaughn Hockey Association. Uh, my son played uh, for the Vaughn Rangers and uh, grew up with a lot of kids. Vaughn Rangers, Vaughn Panthers. Vaughan Vaughn kids, there's a lot of passion for hockey in the city of Vaughn. Uh, thank you for, uh, and to Rogers, Ron McLean, Tara Sloan. It's going to be a great event, and uh, we wish you all the best. And uh, it's uh, fabulous that uh, we can showcase the city of Vaughn and some of the great things that are going on in Vaughn, and we can all share our passion for this great sport of hockey. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Have a great day. Thank you, Mayor Maurizio Bivilacqua. Lou, I'm not going to touch that. 
We're going to leave hey, you I alone. I coached for the Vaughn Kings at Did the you? Tier 2 level for Aldoria. Good, good, good. Oh, Aldoria. Yeah, yeah. I, remember, I remember that name. Tell us, uh, when did you coach with the Vaughn Kings? I'll, I'll the, say, uh, getting back to seriousness, you've spent a lot of time in, in the minor hockey circles. We joke. Lou and I are friends. We joke around quite a bit, and uh, we throw shots at each other. But uh, uh, he always constantly reminds me that my opinions are of no use because I never played in the NHL. But uh, Not like that, Wally. <laughs> Not like that at all. It's just that people just don't recognize how much... <laughs> knowledge and and stuff that I that actually oh, I, I, do will, I will I will give you credit that you uh, yeah I, I don't keep bringing you back unless I did have a, a, a certain level of respect for your hockey knowledge and sports knowledge otherwise we wouldn't have you here you uh, and uh, you did participate and you do uh, you have contributed you do contribute to minor hockey with the Toronto Maple Leafs and some of the great causes that the Toronto Maple Leafs involve themselves in you're part of their alumni you're an active part of their alumni and uh, you participate and donate your time and um, you spent a lot of time in uh, minor hockey circles in the GTA as well and uh, certainly uh, I, I, uh, I spent a lot of time in hockey arenas uh, with my son There's uh, and hometown hockey is uh, uh, revives that spirit of, um, of, of those uh, important and uh, uh, valuable moments inside hockey arenas, both for boys and girls, because now it's uh, hockey is a is a big sport amongst women as well, and has been for a while. And uh, it's great that it's coming to the GTA, and hopefully, a lot of people will participate. I, I think this is really going to put Vaughn even over the over the top on the map. Uh, that hospital that they're building at Major McKenzie in the 401 is just going to be a spectacular, and that's exactly what they needed uh, in, in the so called suburbs. Uh, I know there's so many uh, hospitals in, in the city of Toronto, but there's only a few up there. And, and with this hospital being built with the, the kind, generous uh, charities and donations by uh, probably the big four families uh, in the Vaughan area, uh, it's probably going to be a, a state-of-the-art hospital and people won't have to drive an hour or so uh, downtown or maybe 40 minutes uh, east uh, to Richmond Hill, the one there, or even out in Brampton, they have one right smack dab in the middle, right off the highway. Yeah, it's certainly uh, going to, it's a valuable, valuable addition to any community. And uh, being part of the Vaughn community myself, it's certain I'm certainly thrilled uh, that that day's come to pass. I drive by it uh, quite often. You can see it going up, and uh, you know, uh, without getting into politics, uh, we all we all understand how important healthcare is uh, in a lot of different ways. And uh, good, to, good for the city of Vaughan. Good for the mayor, and uh, we'll certainly keep an eye on next week's festivities. Uh, on that note, we're going to go to break. When we come back from break, Hockey Hall of Fame broadcaster Harry Neal will be right back. It was a rainy day when Pizzaville declared, "We'll never be the fastest. We'll never be the cheapest. We'll never be the snazziest dressed." What? Yeah, my point is, we want to be the best. At Pizzaville, we want to make the best pizza. Stone-baked, the traditional Italian way. Pizzaville Stone-Baked Pizza. Fiercely Canadian. Authentically Italian. This is Daryl Sittler for Alta Infinity and Bond. I've worked with some pretty great teams over the years, and the staff at Alta ranks among the very best. Expert sales, superior service, and the largest selection of Infinity cars and SUVs in Canada. And the most competitive pricing anywhere. It's no wonder that Alta has been an all-star performer for well over a decade. 
Visit AltInfinityWoodbridge.com or better yet, drop by the number 7 Auto Mall at the corner of Martin Grove and Highway 7. Experience the difference that makes Alta Infinity the captain's choice. To become a champion in business, it takes coaching, training, and bench strength. And every team needs a skilled player like KPMG Enterprise for private companies. KPMG Enterprise helps entrepreneurs and family businesses grow, strengthen, and transition by offering a full suite of services, including audit, accounting, tax, and advisory. Your business doesn't stand still. It evolves. Team up with a winner. Visit kpmg.ca slash enterprise. Let's do this. The security business is easy, right? Anyone can learn it. Perhaps they can learn it on duty with your valuables at stake. Perhaps they can learn it in a crisis situation that requires an immediate intelligent response when lives are at risk. After all, what harm can a few mistakes make? Plenty. When it comes to security for your business or office, an experienced partner like Regal Security makes sense. Security is what they do. Peace of mind is what they provide. Visit them online at regalsecurity.ca and find out how much they know, not how much they can learn. Are you real ready? If you're a real estate agent, we can help you sell more homes. A business owner? We'll help show it off to the community at large. And if you're a homeowner, we'll supply accurate floor plans for every room in your home. Because selling property is all in the details. Real Tours Media. Creators of 3D virtual tours, walkthrough video, HDR photography, logos and brands. Check out the one-stop shop for successful real estate agents. Realtoursmedia.ca There's an old saying, entrepreneurship doesn't build character, it reveals character. Entrepreneurs learn to trust a person by trusting people. The law firm Rigabon Carly understands this. They know all about entrepreneurs because they work for them. Every day, they've earned their trust. They know that when it comes to meeting the legal and business needs of entrepreneurs, good enough is not enough. Rigabon Carly, the intelligent choice. Opinions expressed on the Naz and Wally Sports Hour are those of Naz and Wally and their guests. They're not here to be nice. They're here to be right. The boys are back. The Naz and Wally Sports Hour on Zoomer Radio. Good morning and welcome back to the Naz and Wally Sports Hour. We are live from Liberty Village in downtown Toronto. We're pleased to welcome back to the Naz and Wally Sports Hour Hockey Hall of Fame broadcaster Harry Neal. Harry, how are you this morning? Not too bad. How about you? We're great. Thanks, Harry. It's a pleasure having you back. I think we got our phones working better <laughs> this time than the last time we had you on. So uh, let's get into it, Harry. The Toronto Maple Leafs are on a run. They're 15-4-1. and Apparently, that's the best, uh, best uh, record a new Maple Leafs coach has had in history. Certainly, they seem to be playing a different game. Why are they more successful now, Harry, than they were perhaps a couple of months ago? Well, their home record is pretty impressive, and uh, so they've become a very difficult team to beat, and that always hasn't been the case in the past little while. And uh, defensively, they're playing a lot better, and their goaltending, which was a bit of a question mark, I suppose, the start of the season and even early in the season, has improved, but when the goaltender gets a little better and your defense gets a little better and your forwards start back-checking a little harder, you get good results. Uh, Harry, uh, we're talking about the backup goalie. Uh, Hutchinson's now won three in a row. There was 
33 shots. Shutout last night. Uh, he actually, for the first time, uh, I, I've watched him. He looked like he actually was playing with a little bit of confidence, and the team seemed to feel that uh, he was going to come up with the big save at the, at, the, at the right time. Are you seeing uh, a difference in his game? Uh, is, is confidence now uh, entering into the equation? Yeah, there's no doubt about that. And, uh, you know, you have to have a goaltender you can go to for 20 or 25 games, uh, especially leading into the playoffs. And Toronto looks like they're going to be in the playoffs for sure. And so Hutchison to come in and win three in a row, uh, he has to feel better about himself than he has at any other time playing in the in the National Hockey League. And, and uh, if you don't have goaltending, you're in deep trouble, and Toronto's got it now. Harry, it's uh, Lou here. How are you? Not too bad, thanks. You didn't end up watching the Bills play yesterday, did you? <laughs> yeah, I did. Did you? Um, what, what, what do you think, Sheldon? Are you going to follow uh, up and say no, what you, you think about the game? Because, uh, we're, we're talking, Harry. What did you think about the Bills game? Well, I thought at halftime they were in great shape, but uh, then uh, uh, they seemed to give the game away, and you know, it wasn't as if they were playing a team that's no good. And uh, if you talk to the people. From Tennessee, they'll tell you that the second half has always been a better time, and there were some weird plays. There's no doubt about that, but uh, uh, that's why you watch the whole game. Anything can happen. What um, what has Sheldon Keith done to to some of these players to get the confidence in in them that they didn't have with uh, with Babcock, or more or less Babcock's voice was more or less just uh, running out of time here. Well, sometimes when you get a coaching change, it's a tryout for everybody. And uh, I think that happened in Toronto, and, uh, and uh, you have to be pleased with the tryout. I'm sure the coach is. I'm not so sure that he is doing a million different things than Babcock did, but he has the confidence of the team, and it seems whoever he plays in goal, he plays well, and uh, the team is certainly better playing as a team than they were before, and I don't know the reason for that, but when the coach should get credit for it because if they start losing a few, he'll get blamed for it. <laughs> There's no question about that. We're talking to Harry Neal. Uh, one of the one of the players uh, that uh, one of the Leaf players who's been under constant criticism uh, seems to have taken his game uh, to a, a level where uh, where uh, people are starting to sit up and take notice. I'm talking about Willie Nylander. Uh, often maligned, uh, but been playing well lately. Uh, Harry, um, your uh, your observations of uh, the difference in Nylander's game? Well, he's always had the talent. He proved that even when he wasn't playing and scoring any points. But I think it's a perfect example of a guy who's uh, had a chance to try out again when the new coach came in and had some success, and now his confidence is showing. And uh, it was never a lack of skill in his position that made him uh, an unfit popular player in Toronto. And now he's uh, using that skill in a efficient way and has become one of the better Toronto players. And, you know, there's others, too, that improve their game. It just isn't him. Uh, Harry, we're in January now. We're, you know, we're making a run to the trade deadline, and that discussion is going to start heating up. Uh, Leafs don't have a lot of money to play with, so, but they do have some parts. Uh, they've stockpiled a lot of depth in their system, so uh, money is the only the only uh, problem for the for the Leafs. Uh, they can't spend a lot of it, um, and then inevitably, the discussion is going to start, and we might as well start it today. 
Um, looks like looks like the Leafs are headed uh, the way things are starting to settle here. It looks like it's going to be Tampa, Boston, and the Leafs. Uh, that's the three teams that are headed in, into that matchup. Leafs have been successful yet uh, the last little while. The criticism of the Leafs has always been they're not built tough. They're not built as a playoff team. Um, your thoughts on that? Well, I think in the current NHL, and this is the past few years, but definitely this year, just get into the playoffs. Anything can happen. Las Vegas proved it last year. And get in in a healthy situation, which you can't control, but it, it's always nice if you're not missing a couple of good players uh, when the playoffs start. And it's it's a, it's a tournament that it's, it's very difficult to predict what's going to happen. And in the past couple of years, uh, good teams have gone down early and bad teams, have, or it's not bad teams, but teams that were uh, longer odds have had a tough, uh, an easier time getting to where they want to get. And so um, I say get into the playoffs and be healthy when you get in and uh, anybody's got a chance. Uh, talking about getting into the playoffs, uh, you're uh, you're down Buffalo way, Harry. Uh, I'm sure you keep an eye on uh, what the Sabres are up to. Um, they got off to a great start. Uh, seem to have leveled off a bit. Jack Eichel's in the is in the discussion for uh, MVP. Uh, bring us up to date on uh, bring us up to date on the Sabers and uh, can they make a run for the playoffs? Well, uh, they are playing better the last couple of weeks, and Eichel has been good all year long. Uh, they've got a couple of bad injuries now that are going to be three or four or five weeks, and. Then you get a player back who hasn't played for any length of time, so it usually takes him a little more time after he's back playing. One of the problems Buffalo's got, and so does Florida and so does Montreal, is the wild card situation, which is where they're going to have to end up, I think, to get into the playoffs. Look at the teams in the Metropolitan Division. The wild card teams are much better than the wild card possibilities in the Atlantic as of right now. Now, that may change, of course, but you got Carolina that you can't imagine them not being one of the wild card teams, if not one of the top three. And Pittsburgh's having a great year, and Washington may be the best team in either conference. So I think it's going to be very difficult for a Atlantic conference team to make it under the wild card situations. And I don't know whether Buffalo is ever going to be good enough to catch Tampa or Toronto. In fact, I doubt they are. And the same thing for Florida and the same thing for Montreal. So the playoff uh, picture is not as uh, uh, bright as you might think when you look at the wild card situation and the teams that are trying to make sure they're into the wild cards. Harry, getting back to the Leafs here, uh, the way they're playing right now, do you think, and we know they, the Leafs have a salary cap problem right now with uh, making any trades or uh, improving their their depth, or even improving a little bit of their blue line. Uh, do you think that uh, the way they're playing, uh, some of the kids that have come up from the Marlies, uh, have really helped themselves uh, in in uh, in forming that solid ground with the Leafs and, and putting guys like uh, Janssen and maybe even uh, Trevor Moore on a trade alert type thing to to bring back a, a missing part that they have. Well, I don't know when you've got the cap, the cap problems, and Toronto's not the only team with it. It's hard to find a team that has a player that you might like, but the cap situation stymies the deal. 
And I don't know whether Toronto is going to be as anxious in uh, as the deadline approaches as they might be when they look ahead. But it's very difficult to make a trade to get a player who's better than some of the players you've got but doesn't make the kind of money that the players that you can't trade because of the money they're making. So it's an awful big headache for a lot of the teams. And uh, the only thing that can happen is that the teams that don't make the playoffs, and it's pretty clear trading deadline who they are, they might be able to give Toronto or any other team that's looking to improve a positional situation a chance by doing what you have to do to make sure the cap situation doesn't uh, negate the trade. But it's a big problem, and it's not only easy to to, uh, get the kind of players you want, but it makes it very difficult if they're making any kind of money because to, to get rid of players that aren't worth what they, people think they're worth and but what they're getting salaries, and maybe the length of term is another problem, not just the money. Uh, we're talking to Harry Neal. Harry, talking about uh, making making uh, 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 changes in your lineup at, uh, at the, from here forward. Uh, Montreal decided, uh, Bergeron out in Montreal decided to bring in uh, Kovalchuk, and I can't remember the Mary Scandella. Scandella. Let's, let's talk about Kovalchuk and... Uh, that that sort of uh, I, I found that kind of surprising. Um, to me, it was almost smacked of desperation in a lot of ways. Um, other, you know, I look back through history and these these moves at the uh, near the while you're in, while the season is going on. I can't find very many uh, historical references where they've actually worked out all that well. Butch Goring, that trade being the the lone uh, one that really sticks out, but. Uh, How'd you react when you heard that the the Habs were picking up Kovalchuk? Well, I think it's a gamble. There's no question about that. But Montreal's in a situation where they got to roll the dice with some uh, people in their own organization, plus people they'd like. And and Scandella will be a good fifth or sixth defenseman if he can stay healthy. And uh, uh, Kovalchuk, I think, is is not as talent that's got in the way of his performance, <clears throat> and maybe. He can go to Montreal and fit in because they need a little help in that department of offense. And uh, it'll be interesting to see whether it's worth it. But it's not as if they're gambling a lot of money or they traded a player that they didn't want to trade to get him. They almost got him for sale uh, at a bargain price. So it'll be interesting to see how he does. It's it's not his talent. It's his workmanship and his uh, ability to to do the things that good hockey players have to do in addition to being dangerous offensively. And Montreal needs an offensive shot in the arm. We're talking to Harry Neal. Harry, I won't keep you much longer. Last uh, last uh, matter I want you to comment on, big game this afternoon. It's always, uh, you know, the World Juniors uh, in Canada always, uh, always drives the needle. It's always an important game in our sporting landscape. Uh, we'll certainly be watching it. And when it's Canada-Russia... Uh, and when we got thumped by the Russians six uh, nothing a week ago, it it drives the needle even a little bit higher. Uh, your assessment of the Canadian team, and uh, how do you see this game playing out today? Well, I think uh, you'd hate to say that losing six nothing or whatever it was to uh, the team in the earlier in the tournament. If that isn't a motivational situation, then you've got a real problem more than uh, just the talent. But I don't think that the, the Canadian team will not react in a very positive fa- fashion to win the gold medal, but to win the gold medal against a team that made it look like they might not even make the playoffs. And uh, 
So I don't haven't watched enough of the World Juniors uh, games to see whether that was just a situation where a team had a horrible night and the other team had a real good night. I think it'll be a close, hard-fought game, and the gold medal is really uh, what everyone's looking for when they went over to get into that tournament, and there are only two teams that got a chance to do it. And uh, Russia has to feel good about the fact that they beat the, Canada the way they did earlier in the tournament, and Canada has to be still... Uh, cringing at what happened in that game because I don't think either team six goals better than the, each other. So it'll be an interesting game, and hopefully Canada can be reminded of all those great games against Russia over the years in the World Junior uh, Tournament and in the World Tournament in the Olympics. So uh, it'll it'll bring back lots of memories to Canadian hockey fans, uh, and it, I don't know whether it will to the Russian hockey fans or not because most of the good Russian players are playing <laughs> in North America now. So it'll be an interesting game, and uh, you know when you're in a sudden death game, anything can happen. The only way you can get a win in a sudden death game is if it's an inner squad game. Uh, we've been talking to Harry Neal. Harry, uh, uh, we'll let you go. We just say uh, finish it off this way. Thanks so much. We always appreciate uh, your time and your insights, and uh, we wish you all the best. All right. Well, next time you're stuck for a visitor, give me a call. <laughs> Thanks, Harry. Uh, Harry Neal. Uh, never, never is always, never, always uh, uh, irreverent, and uh, always, a, always a lot of fun to, uh, always a lot of fun to chat with. You ever, uh, you ever, uh, you ever play against Harry? Was every you when you were a, playing? Do you, you want to hear a funny story? When you were playing against Harry, uh, you want to hear a funny story? Yeah, let me hear the story. You got uh, you got two and a half minutes. Nineteen eighty-five. I got called up to the Washington Capitals uh, just before the long road trip, and it was more or less as the last time that I actually saw the miners. So we go to Vancouver. Oh, I think I remember this story. Uh, okay. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> and. Obviously, the style of hockey back then was a little bit different, and I knew what my role was. And uh, I happened to catch uh, one of the Swedes. I can't even remember what Swede it was uh, coming across center ice. And obviously, I, I put a pretty good hit on him because uh, he had his head down. And uh, the next shift on the ice is a face-off uh, over to the left of the, of the Vancouver net. And uh, Cam Neely comes on the ice. Cam Neely is a 19-year-old rookie at the he's time. He's a rookie at the time, yeah. Yeah, he's a 19-year-old rookie at the yeah. time. And I just said, I'm just shaking my head. I, I, I didn't know how tough he was. I didn't. Yeah. I had no recollection of who he was. I just knew he was a first-round pick, and uh, I knew I was in trouble. Uh, and before you know it, uh, we were throwing him. So, And I just remember that time with Harry was the, the coach at the time. Uh, I'm not sure if I ever brought it up to him where he says, yeah, Lou, we, we wanted, uh, we wanted the kid to send you a message. You can't do that in our building. Uh, but it was, a, a very, well, you know, very the punchline to this story. You uh, remember there, the there punchline? Was no, there was no punchline. Let, let me, let this. me tell you the punchline to the story. Uh, okay. This, you, you, you jogged my memory, Lou. We actually, must have been about three or four years ago. I think it may have been one of the first times we had Harry on the show, you brought the story up. You said, you told Harry, why, why'd you, why'd you send Harry? Why'd you, why'd you, why'd you pick, uh, Neely, Neely to come out and, uh, to come out and get me. And, uh, and Harry said, I never would have picked anybody so valuable to come out and get you. <laughs> uh, that, that was, that was Harry. Neely. Anyways, we've got 30 seconds left. Um, um, uh, Leafs are always a discussion. Um, Leafs going to do anything between now and the trade deadline? I, I can't see them unless they they trade. If one they or do, their, what? Where would they do it? Backup goalie, it, defense. Got, where where would they it, do it? It's got to be a defense. Uh, 
I, I think they're Hutchison is pretty more. He's gonna he's gonna be their backup goalie the rest of the year. Um, I don't know who they're gonna move. Uh, obviously, with the Onsen coming off the DL pretty soon, uh, there is a chip right there because the kids Engvall and even Marchment they've served certain purposes uh, on that team, and they really haven't missed a beat. On that uh, note, Lou, I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to interrupt. Uh, Got to. Get off the air now. I'm going to wish all our listeners a fantastic week. We'll be back again next Sunday morning. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.